welcome to the Binge on This podcast, a podcast that you can safely binge and actually lose weight with Michelle Hasty Thompson. I've made various comments regarding counting calories. I've infused wisdom onto those who ask, and I have my own personal story, but now I want to share exactly why calorie counting doesn't work for long-term weight loss. There are going to be people out there that read this and feel anger, resistance, fear, or many other emotions. However, this is normal. Before we dive into exactly why calorie counting doesn't work, let me first just thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this podcast. I do this for you, and I am so grateful to have you as a listener. So if you are enjoying what you're hearing, please rate, review, and subscribe so that other people will know exactly what we do here on Binge on This. All right, let's dive in. Why don't calorie counting methods work long term, it's mostly because of the psychological factors that the natural science community fails to acknowledge or measure. And if everything were simple science and everything were just a robot and you could just, you know, put a formula in and how it worked, then we wouldn't have the problems that we're having. But we're humans and we're complex. So the first reason why calorie counting does not work is because it's a stressor. Thinking about how many calories you eat or writing it down becomes a stressor in your life. We were never meant to count our food and exercise. We are meant to depend on our natural body's wisdoms. Therefore, this task becomes a stressor. And it's not just a stressor. It's the stressor about weight. So it's only natural the body is not going to function at its highest level. So we don't want this added stress to what our life could already be be in terms of stress. So we want to at least remove the additional stressors that we are voluntarily choosing. It all really started with the writing down of the food and the counting of the calories and everything um, because there was definitely some evidence that showed that when we pay more attention to these things, like how many calories we eat, there is a positive correlation with our weight. However, it's really more about the whole just waking up and paying attention thing than it is the actual calorie calorie counting thing. Um, And yes, there definitely is science that supports that, you know, eat less and move more and, and where our numbers are can work for temporary weight loss, but it doesn't even work for everybody. So it's not a strategy that will ever work long term for anybody. And it's not even a short term strategy that works for everybody. And I really subscribe to a life where if I'm going to choose a method, it better be pretty universal in terms of its efficacy. Number two, it has to be a lifestyle change. If you lose weight counting calories, then you're pretty much held to counting calories the rest of your life. If that's something you wish to endure and it doesn't feel stressful and it feels nice and light and free, then I guess you're fine. If you don't want to log your calories the remainder of your life, then this is not a viable solution. And once again, we're talking about long-term results. So if you don't care about this being long-term and you have no problem having the weight come off for a period of time and then it coming back and having to do this all over again, then you don't really need to learn about these things. (laughs) But if you do want long-term results and or you have been doing the methods that people use for the temporary and they're not working for you, um, then that is definitely something to consider. And I was one of those people who counted calories like a crazy person and gained weight. And it's because for me, it never felt better. 
Like I think for a lot of people when they start counting calories or doing things for weight loss, they're going from like, I'm out of control, I'm eating too much food, I'm not working out enough, I'm not taking care of myself, I'm not, I'm not having the healthy habits that I want, and then doing all of the healthy habits and taking care of themselves and paying attention and putting their body first. And that switch is massive for the body. It's like having something be at the bottom of the list and then one day you wake up and it's at the very, very top. And that's really what a diet or weight loss method can do. However, it's not very long before the body's like, wait a second, this is not like you wanting to take care of me. There's like an ulterior sneaky motive going on here that doesn't feel good. But for me, when I chose to start losing weight, I was coming from a perspective of, you know, I'm in the health and wellness industry. I talk to people about weight loss. I need to understand what's going on with this whole weight loss formula. And I'd like to cut down a little bit and become a little bit more muscular and have less body fat. So I wasn't coming from out of control, crazy, need to do something to get my life and health back in order and then starting the calorie counting and the dieting and all of that, I came from already pretty much taking care of my body and having health as a priority and then deciding one day, I don't know, maybe it could be a little better. And hey, it would be nice to know what my clients are going through. And so for me, it never worked because there was no positive anything that came from it. Um, It was purely worse than what I was doing before. And I think because I didn't have that drastic swing of that those good feelings when you finally start taking care of yourself and do something about your weight um, is why it probably never worked for me even in the short term because I do believe that why it does work in the short term is because of all those feelings. Number three, what you resist will persist. If you continue to think about how many calories you have left in the day and how you can't eat X, Y, and Z and all you'll be able to think about is how much food you want and need to consume – um, you, your brain can't process negative. So you can't say, um, you know, don't think of a cookie. You automatically think of a cookie. So when you are resisting things, um, you will be able to use willpower and discipline for a period of time until you can't <laughs> because your battery runs low. And then you'll realize that not only are you not able to resist what you have been resisting and want to resist? It's like uh, somebody took over your body and it, it, it is completely out of control. Number four, where attention goes, energy flows. When we continue to think about calories, calories, and calories, our entire energy shifts into little calorie counting machines. Now our lives become about numbers and have just a little less room for bigger, more amazing things to take place. So much of my life at that time was wasted worrying about what I was eating and how I looked and how much weight I was gaining and how much I was exercising. And I was not participating in life fully. I was completely obsessed with what was happening with my health, which I think for a lot of people feels like a a positive thing in comparison to not thinking about it at all. And I think it's time that we find the balance between completely ignoring and avoiding our health and our body and our weight and our food and our movement and crazy, obsessive, uh, micromanaging, controlling it. Number five, what's with the skinny human garbage disposals? I know you know people who eat whatever they want and don't gain weight. And yes, we say they have super genes or super metabolism, but they might not. And the thing is, is that 
what, you know, even if they have a predisposition to having a thinner frame, that doesn't mean that they're predisposed to not struggle with weight and food. That I don't believe that's a genetic thing. I think we all have a different frame and that's genetically predisposed, but struggling with weight is not something that's bred into us. It's impossible for me to say why thin people don't gain weight without knowing the person, but there are some general correlations that I have found when doing the research and really what it comes down to is that they just have a belief that they don't gain weight or they can't gain weight and they also don't have the stressors of, okay, if I eat this, it's going to be bad and I'm going to gain weight and I didn't exercise enough and how many calories am I eating? So that big old stressor that you might have when you're trying to manage your weight, they don't have. They have stressors other places, but it's not directly related to their bodies necessarily. And so it's not the same. Number six, weight gain happens for a reason. We don't just gain weight because our bodies hate us. We gain weight for a reason, to teach us something. It's to get us to wake up and pay attention and to say either, wow, I'm really not taking care of myself or, hey, I really have not been putting a lot of emphasis on my own health and I'm not really participating in the habits that make me feel good. If you don't take the time to learn what that is, and for some of you, it might just be more self-care, self-love, less stress, or it could be healing past emotional trauma or, or anything that could be stored in the body emotionally. But your body's not going to be able to really release the weight for good if we don't face why it's really there. And that takes some deeper looking than just how many calories am I eating? Because even if you're over consuming calories and you know that because you feel overly full most of the time, there's always a reason as to why we're over consuming. And that answer is what's going to get you to where you want to go. Number seven, I'm living proof. I worked out seven days a week, high intensity, sometimes twice a day. I counted my calories and I tried various different numbers ranging from 1,200 to 2,000 and all I got was a constant gain on the scale. I stopped working out, I stopped trying to lose weight because I was injured and I ate whatever I want and I lost the weight. That, I believe, happened to me in my life so that I could be the person that could stand here and tell you calorie counting doesn't work (laughs) because I experienced both sides of the extreme of doing it all right and gaining and doing it all wrong and losing. And I think that happened specifically so that I can spread this knowledge to other people. Number eight, it's not an exact science. We like to believe it is because it'd be an easy way to gauge our weight fluctuations, but it simply isn't. You can log everything, be perfect, and the scale can go up, then do the same thing next week and it can go down. Weight loss is not simply a numbers game. It isn't food and exercise. It's bigger and smarter than that. And once again, even if your food and exercise habits are not where you want them to be and you're fully aware that they're not where you want them to be, the reason why is what's most important. And it's not just because you're lazy or undisciplined or or don't have willpower or motivation. When we act out of number nine, when we act out of fear, we get fear-based results. Many people will count calories or log their food out of fear. I know I did. We're afraid if we don't count, we'll gain, and we might. We're afraid if we don't work out every day, we'll gain. Once again, we might. But we're not gaining because we aren't hard enough on ourselves. It's just the opposite. It's one of the most important lessons I think we need to learn here is that The best way to get our body to respond positively and to create an environment that is ideal in the body is not to beat ourselves up and be harder on ourselves and force ourselves to do more and make decisions based out of fear and desperation, 
but to show ourselves compassion and grace and love and acceptance and ask compassionately, what do we need? Number 10, thank God it doesn't work. I'm so grateful that weight loss and weight gain doesn't work in this manner. I'm so happy that I can have my favorite beer. I can enjoy wine with dinner. I can have cookies every day. I can choose to cook healthy meals with olive oil and other delicious flavors. I can do yoga and enjoy every minute of it without worrying about other exercises I don't truly enjoy. Every person out there has the freedom to simply live and lose or maintain their weight. You can very easily eat whatever you want and work out whenever you want. You just have to want to change your thinking. And when I say eat whatever you want, move however you want, it really freaks people out because they automatically assume that that means out of control craziness because they, the only time they've ever eaten whatever they want and done whatever they want movement-wise is when they're coming out of a diet and things are really out of control and crazy and they don't like that feeling either. I get it. That is not the same thing that I'm talking about. I'm not talking about avoidance and, and uh, ignoring and putting your body at the bottom of the list again. I'm talking about maintaining the same idea of what you do when you start a diet or start calorie counting of saying, I'm going to put my body first. I'm going to start taking care of myself. I'm going to start to implement the habits that make me feel best, but not from an external weight loss method based upon exactly what your body says it wants. So that means you're not going to look up something to figure out what to eat and how to move. You could look it up things to get ideas, but the general decision is coming from your body. Does this make me feel good or bad? The whole thing that you're trying to create here is a life that feels good to you and a life that feels good to your body. So you're just constantly checking in. So it's impossible to count calories as a way to lose weight permanently because it's coming externally. It's coming outside of you. You're making decisions without asking your body, is that what you want? And that's what we need to shift here. You still want to pay attention to your body. You still want to pay attention to your health. You still want to take care of yourself and put all that at the top of the priority list. But you want to do it from a place of how can I serve you, body? Not what do I need to do to make you do something for me? Um, I need to eat less food. I need to work out harder. I need to whatever. Cut out sugar and carbs And even if you get feedback and you know you're eating too many carbs, too much sugar, it's not feeling good in your body, you're getting feedback from your body and you keep doing it anyway, it can feel like the only way to stop is to put things in extreme control, but that only works temporarily. What works permanently is getting to the root of why it's happening. Why am I wanting so many carbs? Why am I wanting sugar all the time? When you answer that question and you work on those things, you create long-term results in your body. It's not too good to be true. There are tons of professional weight loss coaches like myself that are here to help people lose weight without the torture of dieting and extreme exercise and punishment. We're here to teach you that no pain, no gain isn't the answer, and we're here to teach you how weight loss can actually be fun, which I know seems crazy. And if you stick with this community of yoga teachers, you're going to see the lessons that I teach with weight everywhere else in life, you're going to notice that this idea of non-striving, non-pushing, non-forcing shows up everywhere when you actually get things in a way that feels good. Because you can force results to happen and you can force things to happen in your life and it's usually at a cost. But there is a way to actually work with your body, work with this life that you have and actually achieve things that you want to achieve without sacrificing feeling good in the process. It's all available to you. 
Hey, I'm super excited to offer you my brand new live virtual yoga coming to the Ohm Institute on May 1st. That's right. You can take live yoga with me and all my teachers every single week so that you can take yoga from home and actually be able to engage with us teachers. We're super excited to teach you. We cannot wait. I've got so many great classes coming your way. Amazing teachers. Super excited to teach you. So you can just head to theominstitute.com to get more information about how to join our live weekly classes. And then you can find a membership that works for you, or you can try two weeks for 22 bucks. It's all there at the website. So you can try yoga with us. We would love to have you join us for a class or two or a hundred. So head to theominstitute.com and start taking yoga with us. Now my class is on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. One of them is to help overeaters and one of them is to flow to the beat where you can flow to some awesome music with me. So I'll see you there at theominstitute.com. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe, and let your friends know about this podcast. Share the wealth, all right? I'll see you next time.